Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. And we have a very special guest who has never been on the podcast before, recording it via Zoom. Miss Megan Miller is on the pod today. Hey, guys. And so Megan and I met really this, like, we I feel like we knew each other, like, before this summer, but we didn't really become friends until this summer. Did we know each other? I feel like I knew who you were, but I also know who a lot of people are that, like, might they might not know who I am. I think I met Rachel, your sister, um, the summer I left with Allie, and yes. I was like, you look familiar, and you're like, you probably know my sister, Hannah, and I was like, I don't, <laughs> but that's okay, now I do, so. Yeah, yeah, and Megan and I became buddies for- we're st- obviously we're still buddies, but like had a really good summer at Ames and now she is at she moved away. Mm-hmm. Doing the Lord's work, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it was a whirlwind of the summer, but glad to have gotten this friendship out of it, that's for sure. Yeah. My little heart. <laughs> yeah, but so Today, I don't really know, like, I was just kind of thinking about this, and, like, I want to preface by saying, at least, like, I'm not going to speak for Megan on this, I am do not, like, have any answers on this topic. This is just, like, this thought popped into my head, this just, like, this concept, what we're going to talk about. So, like, we're going to talk about overthinking and, like, how, like, our experience with it and kind of how, like we evolve as people in terms of overthinking I just think it's very interesting and again I don't have the answers I don't have the right answers but just wanted to also like get Megan on here to give her thoughts and stuff like that because you know how big of an overthinker I am so so I'm honored I'm honored I well honestly like I didn't ask you to be on here from like oh I know Megan overthinks let me ask her but I just (laughs) thought like maybe since I thought maybe you'd have a good perspective because I know you went to school for like child adult and family services right so like Mm -hmm. I was like maybe you learned about some of this in your classes I had no idea but also I just wanted to have Megan on because she's fun so (laughs) besides that appreciate it (laughs) yeah so I guess maybe just like right off the bat I was just kind of thinking through this like at least for me I want to give you a chance to like talk about your experiences too when you're little, like you're a little kid, you don't really like, you don't have as much awareness of the world, right? And like, really your main focus on is like, you know, what you're going to learn at school, what friends you're going to play with, all that stuff. And I feel like as you grow up, you become like more aware of the world and of people. So I feel like we start to like overthink things because we become more aware, right? And I was just curious I don't know. I need to think on this a little bit more. I don't know if I have like an exact moment where I realized like, oh, I'm overthinking, but I didn't know if you had like an exact kind of moment in your life, like where you kind of realized like, oh, like I've like looked at things differently and I'm overthinking things or something like that. Has that ever happened yeah. to you? Um, Honestly, I started, I feel like felt like I was overthinking from a very young age um okay just some of like the experiences in life that I've gone through um with like family things and stuff like that I feel like I've always had 
more of a different outlook like unfortunately I became more like pessimistic and I like forced myself Mm -hmm. to be optimistic um just with like what was going on at home and um in the family and stuff like that so there wasn't like an exact moment but definitely once I got to middle school and I was constantly like worried about I moved when I was in seventh grade um from Texas to Iowa and I was like oh I have to be like this because I have moving here so that they have to like me so how am I going to fit in and all these other things so like when you make a big life change at that age right it's all about like appearances like I have to look like them I have to act like them stuff like that so that's when I noticed my physical appearance like I was overthinking that um and then obviously those things still carry with you but just not as important as middle school unfortunately um so it's like turned into more important things like um I think high school is like well if I'm not like these girls then I'm not gonna get a boyfriend which Mm. never got a boyfriend in high school but like that was just one thing I was overthinking constantly it's like trying to I guess impress boys in high school which was so so dumb like I am glad I never had a boyfriend in high school um (laughs) so fair but um yeah so just overthinking like the small things like that um and then like I guess we'll get into later about overthinking the bigger things in adulthood Mm -hmm. um like when I went off to college just obviously more important things to be overthinking um but again it just like progressively gets more important like the more life you live I guess yeah it's just so interesting like feel like I had a very similar experience like in middle school I was never like severely bullied or anything like that but it's like you're trying to fit yeah again like the whole trying to fit in and like what's cool and what's not and it's just so interesting like when you're in elementary school when you're so young like no one's concerned about it Mm -hmm. but then I feel like once middle middle school hits like everything changes and I don't know like I'm not quite sure why that happens it it probably has to do something with like hormones and like all that stuff too but yeah and then yeah again probably like what I said before like once you get older and like obviously your brain this sounds so scientific I am not a science expert like (laughs) your your, your brain capacity like gets bigger and like yeah Mm -hmm. become like acutely more aware of your surroundings and like the people around you so just like that little like wormhole to like overthink things just like opens up. Yeah. 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 And like even like with like a recent, I mean, I guess it was like over a year ago experience, I've become like hyper aware of like my surroundings and things like that. So um there again, like I've been overthinking like where am I at? Who am I with? Mm-hmm. What's around me? So like yeah it's like the experiences that you go through no matter like if they're when you're younger when you're older like they're all gonna have an important impact on like how you see the world how you think and oftentimes it does lead to overthinking and it's just the way of the road but yeah in kind of like experiences yeah kind of what you're saying I have this written down in my like brain dump of notes like I think we're considered like Gen Z even though I don't like feel like I am a Gen Z I think technically we we are 
I actually, um, I saw something earlier, like this week, that we are zillennials. We are not Gen Z or millennials. That's why we never fit in. (laughs) That makes, yes. Yes. Because it's like from 1990 to 2000 is zillennials, they said, because I've always felt like, oh, like I grew up with all of the 1990 things like the 90s kids did. Yeah. But I was born in 2000. I was like, but I don't fit anything with the, <laughs> anything after me. I don't want to so say like, this makes more Jesse. sense. <laughs> right. I think they also said like before like 9-11 is like when they cut off because yeah, like people didn't, people, people nowadays people don't know. Remember. Yeah. Yeah. Like they don't know what life was like before. Obviously like I was a year and what? 11 days so like yeah, I don't literally remember either but like I was born I was in this world when it happened or before it happened so yeah, yeah. we're millennials <laughs> yeah and I think something that um also probably like contributes to the student would love to get your opinion on this and I remember like when we were younger like the internet and social media it was like I think myspace was a thing but it's like we at least for me social media didn't really become popular until like middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. And that's like when I got social media, like my freshman year of high school. And probably I think obviously everyone's parenting style is different. I feel like Gen Z or like people born after us, like they get social media and like they're introduced to that far mm-hmm. earlier in life. So yeah. I bet probably like I don't want to like obviously speak for the whole population, but I feel like that could probably contribute to it too. Plus, at least for me, COVID, I've mm-hmm. it's gotten better for me, but especially like my junior and senior, mostly junior year of college, like had a lot of anxiety. I think it was pro- like propelled by COVID because you know it's like yeah. we have all these new rules that we're not used to. It's like mm-hmm. oh, if I go outside and like I'm not wear like you know, you have the restrictions wearing a mask, but it's like, is this like, if I go outside and I'm like doing all things, is it still like working? Like blah, 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 blah. And I think like COVID also really like propelled that too. Like for our age group. Oh yeah. And I feel like I was on the spectrum of if I go outside without a mask, I'm going to get in trouble. It wasn't so much like I'm wearing a mask for my own safety. It's like, I'm fearful of what will happen if I don't. <laughs> yeah. Like, like either way, either way, like no matter what you think on it, it's like, oh, is yeah. something like and what's gonna happen to me? Right. And then also like if you go into a store don't have a mask, you'll be kicked out. It's like then again, overthinking it of like, oh man, I shouldn't even go in this store if I don't have a mask. If I wear a mask, like I don't want to wear like which mask do I wear? You know, like just a brain dump it's just like, of, like an all of the things that could overload. go wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, again, Zillennials, we've never really been through like a global pandemic before. Mm-hmm. And obviously don't wish to ever go through that again. And then I think also something that like, I feel could maybe contribute to it is also like politically, I feel like our political system is so divided now more than it ever has. And it's like, mm-hmm. there's very... Well, it's, I feel like the main narrative, which I don't necessarily agree with, and I don't want to like speak a whole lot to it because there's a lot I don't know about politics is either like black or white, like not, not literally, but like you have to see thing as black or white. That's it. There's no gray. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you have to pick and it's like, well, what if I lean 
this way about this thing and this way about this thing. And there's just just so much like information overload also. And just like politically the way things are it like, I, I think I have the luxury, like I can afford to like not think about it sometimes, but like, you know, some other people like policies, like really mm-hmm. like can alter the state of their lives. And it's just like so much to think about also that I just don't want to. Yeah, I feel like I play a terrible role as an American citizen because I try not to worry about any politics. If someone talks about it, I'll like tune them out if I won't watch the news. (laughs) So it's like I know nothing really that goes on unless like someone like specifically tells me and then then when like voting comes around, I'm like, okay. Here's what I believe, which one aligns up the most. (laughs) Literally, it's like when election season come around then I like am very like not very invested decently invested but Mm -hmm. it's just like also it's hard to know like what the right decision is with that I I try to save my brain capacity for um other things to overthink and that's one thing that just has to go I have to (laughs) overthink other things oh it's one or the other you know (laughs) yeah I feel free like you don't have to answer this you don't want to what like areas of your life do you like overthink the most like is there a certain like aspect of your life that like that you can overthink more than others or is it like kind of just all over the board um that's a great question I feel like it's all over the board unless like specific like days or situation comes up um then it can like be very one area or the other mm-hmm. um so yeah I don't really know um definitely the decision to move was oh, one yeah. that like I overthought a lot um to the point where I honestly just had to be like okay god like if this is what you want me to do like give me the peace about it mm-hmm. um like give me peace knowing that like I am putting my trust in you and you you have um you have the control of like where my life goes and stuff like that and so yeah so like in that season in my life the move was to move or not to move yeah (laughs) was the thing I was overthinking um and then like most recently it was finding a job moving and finding a job honestly didn't go as quickly as and as smoothly as I was hoping or expecting it to. Um, so it definitely was like, oh, I have to find a job, but I can't find one very well. Like, should I just be desperate and like go work at like Walmart or McDonald's or should I like trust God knowing that there's like something greater? Like, do I just do DoorDash or Uber until I figure it out? Like, there's all those mm-hmm. like questions. It's like, like snowball effect into I was so overwhelmed (laughs) finding a job I was like can I even afford to live here if I can't even find a job like am I gonna Mm. have to move back home what am I gonna like those things so like the snowball effect of thinking something small can turn into something big by overthinking yeah but God wow like how he like calmed that like anxiety stressful that I was like building up I honestly like I found my dream job like I absolutely love what I do and (laughs) I was like 
overthinking does not do any good but it's like so hard not to do it exactly it's so hard not to and I think like something at least for me I was just like thinking and hearing what you're saying and stuff like that at least like at least for me maybe the things that I overthink a lot like I tend to like put on a pedestal or like could maybe Mm -hmm. see as an idol you know like at least for me Mm -hmm. the thing I overthink the most are like my relationships with people because Mm -hmm. like I value my friendships and like my connections a ton but also like you can't place all your identity in your connections like you know so I think that's like why I tend to overthink that the most and just yeah again like that's something I'm learning like overthinking is so hard and I don't like I think it's gotten better maybe we can like talk about that a little bit later of how like mm-hmm. ways we can kind of combat it but like again I don't ask me how to do that because I don't know it yet <laughs> but right at least realizing like God opens and closes doors in your life that's mm-hmm. not an excuse you know like not pour into a friendship you know but it's like hey if if one things go a certain avenue and like you can't really fight it you know yeah yeah that's a good point like that's one area that I also overthink a lot is oh are they mad at me like what did I do literally all the time (laughs) I feel it all the time and then yeah sorry I didn't mean to like cut you off but I very I very much agree with that (laughs) And it's like, what do I say? Like, if I say this, then they're going to say this. And like, kind of like putting those words into their mouth that like giving them the chance to like react to what you have. Like, if you like confront them or like have a conversation or something, I am one like, well, they're going to say this. So there's no point in saying it. If it's, <laughs> if I know Literally. what they're going to say when like, you don't know what they're going to say. It could go really well. It could go poorly, but you don't know. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. And also something it's like, I'm just kind of interested to hear your opinion on this too. This this kind of goes with like sort of the overthinking, but at least like when I'm, let's say I'm going to the grocery store or something and I'm going whatever, I feel like the default, I always go to self-checkout. Mm-hmm. Not because like I don't, I don't know if it's because like I don't want to be social or if it's like I don't, I want to avoid like the potential of an awkward interaction and I feel it's just so interesting to see like self-checkout at grocery stores like online shopping it's like the things that people used to go like out to do isn't really a thing anymore and I don't know if it's like just would love to hear like what you think on it it's like oh are we like is it because I feel like it's not because we don't want to socialize it's just that we're like scared to interact with people or like we're anxious about it you know does that make sense yeah no absolutely um I definitely think like the awkward encounters is something that I don't want to do yes Um, and for some reason I get I feel really weird when I'm like when they're waiting on me to like get get out my card or get out my cash or whatever and it's like oh my gosh I don't want you like waiting for me (laughs) yes like don't look at me while I'm doing it um but also, I feel like I've just gotten so lazy. Yeah. Like, I would much rather shop online or, like, do online grocery pickup or whatever for the sole sake of not having to drive over and, like, go into the store and then 
um, like if I'm like trying on clothes I hate trying on clothes at the store so me I'd rather me too order them home and then <laughs> if they don't work I have to take them back which is always awkward too but like with grocery pickup it's like I don't want to go to the store and go shopping for all these things I'd rather just have someone else do it bring them up to me but also going on with that like I feel like I save so much money by doing online grocery shopping because I'm not walking to the store and like yeah <laughs> buying random things I don't need just because I saw them <laughs> yeah but also in the same sense like do you feel I feel like it's not being lazy if you feel like it's doing something like sell like the online grocery pickup or whatever if it's yeah I if it's a better efficient use of your time then I feel That's like it's true. not mm-hmm. lazy I mean like let's say oh where am I going with this like I don't know like granted I do think the American culture is like very hustle and like efficiency efficiency and I feel like that's fine like for some things like for this case but you can't live your life like always on like having like automated things you know Mm -hmm. and that I feel like that'll (laughs) kind of off topic but like you know like the metaverse where it's everything's online and like that kind of freaks me out a little bit yeah like everything's like robots (laughs) yeah and I that's like something I'm like actually genuinely scared of is like this granted like I would like to think my connections with people that I actually care about like will stay intact but then it's like oh is everything gonna like move virtually and that's kind of weird a little it weirds me out a little bit I try not to think about it too much honestly yeah no I haven't heard about that but I definitely something I mean just experiencing growing up but also like learning in school it's like humans crave that social interaction like you do not function without any social interaction Exactly. So, as much as it's like hard to go out and do things, like you actually need that to survive. Yeah. Emotionally, mentally. Um, which then, if you're denying yourself, um, that, then you are also like depriving yourself of good, like physical health because it yeah. like, plays such an important role in your physical health with being in connection with people whatever that may look like yeah maybe it's like we're becoming more maybe it's like we're becoming more selective in that like we're choosing to pour our time into like relationships that fulfill us and for things that like hey I maybe I'm like if this is more efficient and like I can do this quick like done mm-hmm. it's okay because I understand that aspect of like let's say even sometimes if I'm out doing something and I don't even really like I'm not with a friend and even just like being surrounded by people sometimes it's really fun for a little while but then I just get pooped and I'm tired even if Mm -hmm. I haven't like really talked to all of those people does that make sense no absolutely like I think it plays a lot on your personality too yeah Um, for sure those like extroverts that can just go talk and talk and talk to like random people all the time that's what fills them up no 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 not at all um whereas like people like you and me like we can only handle so much social interaction yeah it's like not like you have to go and like overexert yourself to like more than your capacity limit yeah Um, but 
like I love going out and like spending time with my friends what I've learned recently is I can hang out with people that I know and it drains my battery way less than hanging out with people that I don't know oh yeah people yeah it drains my battery so much more and (laughs) as much as I love people it's just I and also there's like those people that you can hang out with for like an extended amount of time and not feel drained because mm-hmm. they're the kind of people that don't drain your battery yes and there's people like for me that have like high energy they drain my, my battery more than like the people that are like like you like we're like more mellow and like we can just like vibe together and like yeah <laughs> feel like it's yeah. draining for sure one of the questions i had on my little brain dump so i found this on google not sure how reputable it is, but I was looking at like what are the root causes of overthinking and the th- top three they came up. And we kind of talked about it earlier. It's like perfectionism, stress, and anxiety are like the top three. Mm-hmm. And I'll talk about mine in a second, but I was just curious if also like out of those three things, does your overthinking, do you feel like it? one of those three is like a root cause? Maybe it's a mix of both. Maybe it's none of them. I was just curious what your thoughts were on that. Um, yeah, I think I would say I'm not so much of a perfectionist as I am a people pleaser. Mm, um, so like okay. maybe those hand of like I feel like I have to be perfect to like please people um but on the other side I think I would definitely say like stress and anxiety mm. are those the three that you said yeah okay yeah <laughs> I was like I can't find none here but um yeah I definitely think I am more of a warrior um and like I feel like I am more of like a worrier so I'm like no stranger to like stress and anxiety Mm -hmm. I worry about the outcome of things yeah not so much in the the sense of like I want to control it um I'm just worry of like I want to be prepared for what's going to happen Mm-hmm. and so the stress and anxiety that comes from that of like I just want to know what's going to happen so I can either be prepared or like brace myself for it you know yes um, no I get that so yeah I would rather be prepared for unexpected circumstances than perfect it my on my own you know yeah so that makes sense yeah I also feel like not so much grant again like you said no stranger to stress and anxiety but I feel like especially in my like younger like high school early college years it's something I still do but I think I've gotten better about it's like there were so many things like chaotic things going on that I had no control so anything that I thought I could potentially change the outcome in to like benefit me like I'd grasp it even if it was like a one in a billion shot that I could change the outcome of it like I tried Mm -hmm. to do everything in my power that I could like to change it and especially again going back to COVID like 
I think not I, not just me, but I think it taught a lot of people that like you cannot control, like it's good to have goals and like mm-hmm. have a plan, but also you cannot control like even like five years out of your life, you know? Yeah. And yeah. And just really taught me to like let go. And it's, I don't know if anyone's like asked you this too, but it's people will be like, oh, like what's, what do you want to do? Like in the next two years or something like with my job, I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know yet. Like, yeah. And I really, it's not that I'm like lazy or thing. It's just that I don't know. And also it's like, hey, like things could change in an instant. So why would I spend time thinking about it? Exactly. Yeah. So at least my job, that's something I don't overthink like at all. Mm, Which is so interesting. (laughs) Well, oh yeah. I guess like, I guess where I'm going to be at, but do I overthink my relationships with my coworkers? A (laughs) hundred percent. Right. Yeah. 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 And like one thing, like I have learned the hard way that I have to like give up control of my life and like what I want my life to be like, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that I wouldn't like to know God's timeline for my life. You know, yeah. like I would like to know if, you know, like marriage is in my future and uh-huh. when and who that will be with. And so true stuff like that and like how I'm gonna meet my spouse if I have one like things like that like I just want to know those details um like I would I don't want to go as far as say like I would be completely happy like on my own if I didn't you know Mm -hmm. have a family or whatever I know that would come with a lot of like trust and reliance on God and uh, I I'm definitely to the point of like I would be content if like Jesus came back before I have a family you know but like my desire is to have a family like I don't want to like control that in my life um but I would much rather God just say yes or no yeah (laughs) and when and what and how and who and all that thing yeah Um, just those details I don't want to control it I just want to know the details yes (laughs) it's a, a lot of a lot of instances in my life I don't want to know the details give me a rough outline of what to expect <laughs> yes no definitely I agree with that 100 percent. I think the one last like parting word someone actually my boss actually told me this and I thought it was interesting mm-hmm. to share so I think sometimes if you worry about I think there's a fine difference between like healthy like worrying about something because you care about it and you care about the Mm -hmm. outcome. Like I remember it was like a, this presentation and I was like a little nervous and my boss was, and I was like, I know it'll be fine. Like I'm just overthinking it. And my boss was like, well, you're overthinking it because you care. And I thought it was really interesting to me, but I do think there's a line between like healthy, healthy worry sounds like a contradiction, but like caring about something and being concerned with it. And then like overthinking, Yeah, you know, yeah absolutely but that was did you have any last like parting thoughts questions anything else you wanted to talk about I I went through my brain dump but I just wanted to if you had anything on yours fire away um I guess I had to like learn the hard way how to like handle stress and anxiety Mm -hmm. um 
and I don't want to like paint it in like a bad light but like I did go to therapy and yeah um, a lot of the things I talked about was like my stress and anxiety which side note I think therapy has a really negative stigma for no reason yes I, think, I loved therapy when I went I, I loved my therapist any- I loved my therapist <laughs> no. I know I'm so sad that when I moved I can't keep it keep my therapist um but I think there's an unhealthy stigma around therapy because I believe that everyone and anyone needs therapy whether that's for something big or something small like we Mm -hmm. all have emotions we all need to know how to cope with emotions healthily yeah Um, and so like one thing my therapist we would always like talk about she gave me some tools for my toolbox yeah Um, it's like and I think you like had this on um your brain dump but talking about the five five rule yeah if it's not gonna worry like you have to like stop and think if it's gonna worry in five years and if it is continue to like worry about it but also like get some help for it like you don't have to do Mm -hmm. it alone um but if not allow yourself that time that you need to process it but like don't sit and like let it consume you yes um and then also another thing that she helped with because something I struggled with is knowing the right time to worry and stress and overthink about things and a lot of that had to do like I would think about it the wrong time and like I couldn't process it so like what's Mm. the point overthinking it um so she gave me a tool of um it's like you like think of a little like box in your head and you can picture it however you want you can name it you can is it like clear is it shiny like whatever like you imagine it and then each time you have a thought that you don't want to suppress but you want to like put it away for you to think about later you would like bring up that box put it in there and then when you're ready go back to the box and like take it out and think about it it's like that like as cheesy as it sounds it did help a lot of like oh that's awesome I don't have time to think about this but I really need to think about this later yeah Um, so yeah it's like small like mental tools that you can use and then like another one is like when I was overthinking and how to like pull me out of that I was like picturing like your perfect spot in your head Mm -hmm. um like where you where are you what are the sounds who are you with what do you see that kind of thing yeah um and that kind of like got me like that grounding that I was needing like being grounded where I am and like not like floating above and like overthinking and swirling around um so yeah just like small things like that that like therapy taught me have been so like huge and how I process things now that I think everyone should experience it yes to some degree yeah and that's also like super helpful to hear so I read this in a book like two years ago I cannot remember the book but this like I'm again it's a very long process for me but it's like literally the neuro pathways in your brain it's like grooves Mm -hmm. right and it's like once you get in like a habitual way of thinking you literally have to do like what you said, like the tools to retrain your brain, yeah. like to not because it's just so ingrained in the neural pathway. So that's why sometimes, like for the longest time, I was like, oh, like 
I know this is wrong, like not wrong, but like not healthy. It's like, but why am I still thinking that way? And it's like your brain literally, it's like trained to do that. Right. So and it's such like a I think in the book actually like to not gonna lie, it was discouraging. And it was like, oh, it usually takes like four or five months to kind of like reach. And I'm like, four or five months, like that's a <laughs> long time. But yeah. I think it's also just good to like even if you're you know those tools that you said were really cool but also it's like if they don't work right away not to beat yourself yeah. up because it's you're right. literally retraining your brain and that's yeah. so hard to do <laughs> and like a simple thing that you can do like that I found works pretty like instantaneously is finding someone that you trust in your life with like anything or like you trust for advice and yeah. literally go for a walk and if you are a like a external processor process it with that person that you trusted yeah because that's really good there's like a like a real study like going for a walk engages both parts of your brain mm-hmm. and so it kind of forces you to think about it from more than just the side that you're overthinking yeah and so like when you're walking you're thinking about it but as also like as you're speaking it you're getting it off your chest and out of your mind yeah so it's like it can't just sit there and whirlwind but yeah also you can get feedback from that person like am I overthinking this or like what do you think and they can tell you their honest opinion um but yes. obviously finding that person that you trust that's honest yeah for the, sure <laughs> the first step in that because if you just talk about anyone they could like give you like advice or whatever that case may be but talking about it with someone that you trust is like probably my first step I would give like advice for maybe that explains why I always like I love walking talks with people yeah that's why Mm -hmm. I always feel so good that that makes sense yeah or like um it doesn't have to be like walking like what like if as long as you're doing something with like both parts of your like sides of your body like I think I heard, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure my therapist said that, like, engaging your right side of the body is engaging your left side of the brain. Yeah, it's, like, opposite. I've heard that before. Yeah, and so, like, if you, like, doing anything that you're, like, using both hands or both feet, you're, like, engaging both parts of your brain. Um, So, like, finding whatever works for you. Maybe it's pickleball. (laughs) You know, like, anything like that. As long as you're, like, engaging besides your brain it will like help you from like staying in that cycle of overthinking yes okay oh my gosh my stomach did you hear that my tummy was really rumbly (laughs) rip cool awesome well any any other last bits we need to cover before we wrap it up don't think so oh asher made an appearance (laughs) That's Megan's dog. He's the cutest corgi I know. Yes, we. His two-year gotcha day was. I saw that on your Instagram. So cute. I can't believe I had him for two years. Also, getting an emotional support dog has helped a lot with. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Yes, I encourage everyone to get a dog. (laughs) I would love to get a dog. Thank you so much for popping on here. This is so much fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. I've never been on a podcast, so well, this is exciting. And it's I your debut it. of a <laughs> not famous podcast, but it was still <laughs> fun and valuable. It will be one day. 
<laughs> uh, we'll see. <laughs> hey, I've been telling my friends up here about it. So, oh, <laughs> cute. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening and really appreciate you all being here. Per usual, if you want to follow the podcast Instagram, it's at hands happenings pod on Instagram. That's only place we're at, but that's okay. And like some people are like, you should make a TikTok. I'm like, I don't want to do TikTok for this. I don't. TikTok is too hard. TikTok's too hard. I don't want to do it. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.